Facebook. And that's right. You can catch all your favorite shows on The Real 1100 WWE Facebook page. It's real, y'all. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports. How's it down to D and DNA? What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in to say so. 404-603-8770. Once again, the number is 404-603-8770. And also share your comments, thoughts, questions live on Facebook as well as uh, Periscope as we discuss a lot of topics today. The NFL has now converted over to the XFL for the next eight weeks or so other than one stadium <laughs> <laughs> nobody in new york they cruel up hey there. man it is what it is uh nascar is back and in full swing got that to discuss as well as the hall of famers that got in and some new changes to how they will induct hall of famers going forward pga is was at pebble beach they had their program we discussed the amateur as well as the winners and thoughts on how well Phil Mickelson played or didn't will be one of the discussions. And NBA, All-Star break is fast approaching this weekend, but a lot of teams are trying to make a push. There were a lot of trades that happened since the last time we were here. We'll give our uh, grades on what teams we thought pulled out some of the best trades before the trade deadline and other players that got cut that could possibly be picked up. As well as Major League Baseball, Mookie Betts is finally a Dodger after much back and forth and going on. And that's where we'll start. Um, good move for the Dodgers? Well, you got to do something. I mean, they've been, what, in the World Series or in the NLCS? Three out of the last four years or four out of the last five years? I want to say three out of four. Come out empty. So right. I mean, now some we, of that's been now, now, cheating. Now that we know, put an asterisk. But that's on. one year. That's one year. That's one year. That's one year. So they lost the one to Houston. So that's another year. I mean, that's the year that you really talking that about. They lost talk, right. the other ones. No one. They wasn't getting cheated. So the cheating wasn't <laughs> happening in the National League. They just lost. So, um, so yeah. So I, I think you know, 
I, I don't think they have the to go one more year and stay in put wasn't going to be the way you needed to go. You need to make some change. Something happened. Yeah. Now, what has fallen through is uh, Jock Peterson, that part of the trade between the Angels and the Dodgers that would have sent him uh, as an outfielder to the Angels for a pitcher, Ross Stripling. I wonder how it feels to be on a trading block, knowing you're about to get traded, now have to return to that particular team, and now you have to play the entire the, season out. The, the same way you put in your two weeks notice and had to come back and say, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I but mean, similar feeling. You have to feel like, man, they don't really want me here. But now that I'm here, what do I do? Do I produce and show that another team, possibly later on down mm -hmm. the line, will want to trade for me? Or do I just make the most of the situation and realize it's, it's a business? Be, uh, and these are the type of things. It's the latter. Happen. You got to be a professional. You got to be a you professional. professional. You got to say, like I said, regardless of the situation, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to produce to the best of my ability and let the chip, chips fall with it. So, you know, to. And it also depends on, a little bit depends on how the organization handled the trade, you know, whether it was a. Whether they backdoored you, you know, two weeks notice, <laughs> kind of like did they give him a heads up? They let him know hey, that you, you about to be on the chopping block. Right, here's what's going on. Or what he it found made. out through or, social media. Exactly, exactly. So it that has a part to do with it as well. But most times, if it's the latter, where you find out through back channels and you're not told, they're gonna oh, make they, they're gonna make that deal happen most time more than likely than any. Or they're gonna go ahead and make another deal happen because they know now they have basically a disgruntled employee well, in the you building. Gotta get rid and of you got to get rid of them. Yeah. So it all depends on how it was handled up front. I would hope they would have gone to him and said, "Hey, it's a possibility. We're not saying yeah. because he hit 36 home runs last year, and that's nothing to sneeze at. No. You you're looking for that kind of production, and obviously when you bring Mookie Betts." That changes the dynamics of not only your hitting, but where you place people in order now. Mm -hmm. Before, you know, is you can be, be a third. Now you don't want to drop down to six Is he going to be protected? Right. Or not What protected. kind of pitches are he going yeah, yeah, yeah. to see? If they're going to protect them in the lineup, usually that's the case. You're going to be in that four, five, six. And as an outfielder, too. Yeah. Granted, this is 162 games. But Betts has been a person who's been fairly consistent, yeah. a somewhat Iron Man for the majority of his career you're not expecting him to miss 20 games mm -hmm. of a stretch or anything and peterson you know wants to play I, I i look at it as this is a great situation because spring training is just starting yeah had this been the first month you would have had to find a way to get rid of him. yeah yeah you would have problems you would have had problems now you have all the spring training to smooth over if you decide to keep Peterson to smooth things over, say, hey, it's a business, but you're here now. We want you here. Look, there are no other trades that's being made with your name on it. Now we can move what, what forward. What are we going to do? Yeah. But spring training gives you enough time to prove that you're consistent with what you said and not going to upstage him and just ship him off at the next potential trade. And it also depends on what his agent's telling him, too. Yeah. Like, hey, this is what's on the table. You know, if you want to, you just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Then here's the teams that if we need to kind of force the issue, we can probably get you to or whatever. But if he wants to stay in stay in LA, stay the Dodgers, then you right. do you do you do the professional thing. 
consider the business move and make the, make, the best make, of the Make season. the most of it. Yeah. How much does David Price still have in the tank? He's <laughs> one of the pitchers that'll be coming over to LA. They need to drop him. Hopefully he's they he's for, He's no longer number one uh, on no, guys. Yeah. He needs That's to be established. He needs to be a three or four. At least a three? Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. I, as, I a would, three, I would, I, as a three, I, I would go along with a three. Four, I don't make a trade if he's gonna be our four. I only make yeah. a trade if he's gonna be yeah. number three. But I, even well, the reason why I say three or four, because depending on what young arms you got, and if you see that someone David Price is an end of the season scenario. So playoff that's, push. That's the reason why I say three or four. To me, you might even put him in the four spot because you don't want to wear him out early in the season. And then as the year year goes along, you move him up into the rotation. For three. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I just, and I'm going to have the same energy when I talk about what the Miami Heat did with who they traded for. You're trying to get these mature players, I won't say older, these mature players, and you realize the success that they've had, but you still have to keep in mind the age that they're at mm -hmm. and the productivity you can expect the same thing. Yeah. So with David Price, I agree. Three, maybe at some point a four. Well, I said, maybe I, I, maybe I got, back to back. I got him at a four, and I gradually. So you start with a four. I saw him at a four, and I grab. But with the idea that I got him for the playoff push, I didn't right. get him to to win me six sixteen games. You know, a good be looking at side young numbers. I'm looking at him to be the bridge. I'm. I, I I I would say a good season for him is eleven and five, which is fine. That's fine. Or oh, if somebody gets hurt, then you feel uh, Eleven and five. That's sixteen wins. More than likely, he'll have probably maybe ten more starts than that. That you know he'll yeah. get a no decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a good season for him, I, I predict, will be eleven and five, right around one hundred and seventy strikeouts. Don't matter. Is, is he going to be around late September, October? But they they going all in this year. Yeah, that's that's for what, the playoffs. That's why so I need him for. That's why I need him for, and I don't need him for. I don't need him to be the horse or the second horse. Right. Like I said, I, I get you with three, but I have him at the four. See what young guys I have. You know, you might like I said, you might find somebody um, in the bullpen that can come up. You might, you know, look at what the Braves did with with uh with um which uh, I want to say with Schultz. Not um, smoke, smoke, moving him to the bullpen for you, a while. You, you realize all of a sudden, you know what I mean. His stuff is really there for three or four innings, and not for six or seven. Yeah. So you move him to the bullpen, you, and you that's know, when he had a it, it, it uh, prolonged his, his career. career. Yeah, but so point. you know, I'm I'm just. But saying, you still knew that you if you got off in a tough situation, situation, you could put him you in could, there for you a game. You could put him in there. Yeah. Playoff wise, <laughs> or yes, if some, yes, or, or someone right. gets hurt with, and the way they do it, or now, somebody gets touched up in the first couple of innings, I can you bring can him, bring him, him in earlier to bring. Yeah, he can go from third inning on third to the seventh. Braves, to where I get my Braves needed that this this past year. You well, know, they we still need to do that. Yeah. So okay. I mean, so you got you can almost use them like a Swiss Army knife at this point in his career. I think you know, but granted, most people look at David Price as he's gonna give him the ball, coming in, give you eight, nine innings. That's that's not him. Seven to eight innings. That's not him anymore. Uh, speaking of the Braves, a lot is being made since uh, my Cubs won their uh, battle with uh, Chris Bryant. The uh, arbitration. Yep, arbitration. Braves possibly could go after him. I. It's a good move, but it's not a great move. Great move is what we were just discussing. 
shoring up that middle rotation. Mm-hmm. That's what pitching has always been the thing for the Braves the last couple of years. The bats are there. Yeah, and I understand losing Dawson to Pittman. Minnesota. Yeah. I would have paid for him, but okay. I, I would, get it. Yeah. Well, they did. They tried. They to. tried, yeah. They tried. I, I, I give them E for effort. Yeah. Because they tried. They even matched, um, what was it, three years? Who's looking mm-hmm. five? Three to five? They even matched that. But Minnesota had a little bit more money. Yeah. No problem. At, at least Atlanta is willing to spend the money now. Yeah, this, that was one of the this, issues. Well, they wouldn't. They would spend the money for a bat <laughs> back before, in the day, right? <laughs> they just thought you could just four pitchers go out there and they gonna win everything at one zero two, two one. Two one, right? Like, yo, you need a bat, right? Pay for the bat, and they would only buy one bat a year. Oh, they buy the bat on a rookie contract, i.e., Andrew Jones, a type of scenario, but wouldn't Chipper, bring in a veteran. They brought a veteran, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I, that's what I want to see. Good move, okay. Great move. Continue to go after pitching and middle relief. Yeah, yeah. And make that the focal point of what you're trying to do. Um, we touched on earlier about the Houston Astros and their cheating scandal. And that's been brought back to life again because your boy Pete Rose has now made oh, official pitch to put him back into the Hall of 45 said something, too. <laughs> I see now. I was like, you, you, listen, you already know. I, I, Can I'm, you blame? Let's be honest. I can't blame Pete Rose for not saying, "Hey, if you're not going to punish these players who were blatantly cheating, then or punish, how can you continue or, to or, hold or me?" Or punish harsher than what he would. I mean, what they got slapping her. And I get it. They didn't. Nothing happened to the players. Yeah, it was the managers. Managing. All the managers yeah, have yeah. either been fired or mutually parted ways. ways. Yeah. Nothing for the players. So how yeah. can you continue to hold that over Pete Rose's head of not being into? Here's my, here's my here's my argument push, and I agree with you, but here's my argument push. And we've already said that Pete Rose won't see his uh, bus until he's yeah, in until the grave. Yeah, until he's dead. Period. I, I don't know. Like, it's almost as if whichever commissioner come in, they have to silently agree that Pete Rose don't get in, or I'm not going to turn over the commission. You know what I mean? Like, that's... that's the, the, um, but a few things. There's still not a huge PR push for Pete Rose. Like, people agree that it's a travesty, but there ain't nobody chomping at the bit saying he shouldn't be in there. That he should, that, you know. I think it's more, I think more people now, because of how bad they cheated, there's one thing to steal signs. There's another thing to videotape, and then there's another thing to relay it but with even, a device. But even with that this, takes cheating to but another even with, level. Even with this cheating, I don't see nobody talking about they don't want. I I, I hear Before, I still hear more grievances about people not watching the NFL games than I've heard about people having grievances of watching but, the Major League okay, Baseball game. To that point, of, that's that all I'm point, saying. Though, it's not the same. Major League Baseball didn't hold the same connotation that it did before it, it. it used to be america's pastime yeah now it's third definitely behind football and basketball yeah and it's starting to fall behind something behind right it, it's pushing on four at this point but yeah hockey keep on doing what they need to do uh, but i so i might say so, well if you look at nascar which we'll discuss in yeah. the next segment it could it's, at certain times it's, of the year NASCAR, certain times of the, the year, year NASCAR it's has falling been, behind yeah, that yeah, as well yeah. so you're not going to have the same kind of vitriol 
that says Pete Rose shouldn't be in because there's nobody with the tiki torches and, asking for his head anymore. Well, you know, less 45 can bring it up. But <laughs> but I, I, that's just a polarizing. You, you don't want to say tiki torches, not me. Uh, but no, I, 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 I agree. I agree with you on that. But until that happens, I just unfortunately, I just don't think. Hey, again, the other uh, major baseball, honestly, is afraid of going that route because of kind of the backlash that they took for the steroids. Because fans were like, we like the home runs. We didn't care if, you know. The, but Pete Rose is the greatest, one of the greatest hitters of all time. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. <laughs> like, like, forget, like, he, he, you know, you think about, you name a, you name a statistic, Pete Rose's name's going to come up. Up in the top Hard, 10 somewhere. Hustle, you know what I mean? Longevity of playing, the whole nine. And I was Pete, trying to find, um... You think of baseball player, you think of Pete Rose. Well, you should. And he's a living, you know, he's a living legend. I agree he should be in. I agree. I like, was trying like, to find what was the latest Hall of Fame voting because it looks like um, we're talking about the steroid era. Yeah. The other guys, you, you, such as Bonds, Clemens, those and I, names and are I starting also, to come up a little bit and more. And I also blame the writers, too. So we get to that. I also blame the writers. I think the writers have held more of a grudge for purists the writers are the voters and the writers are purists they've held more of a grudge on who gets in and they've held a grudge to the point now where it is really more affecting major league baseball because you're putting guys in who 10 years ago would have never been in because of the or they would have had to wait another 15 years because yeah, of they their, weren't because in. of their numbers because of who used to sign to leave out bonds palomaro uh palomaro um um Boston's um, uh, pitcher, you know. So there's a lot of guys. So at, at some point, you know, what do you do? You gotta do. You wait long enough for some of these these writers and, and voters to, to to fall off too to finally retire and, they, and they, it's gonna and, have and, to. And the younger ones come in. Don't we don't they don't care they don't about care. they don't care about the steroids because they they don't care about the the, the gambling with Pete Rose and they don't care about the the the, the uh, signaling. With uh, Houston Astros, the only people that care is the oh, LA Pierce. Dodgers, Pierce, and the Dodgers market. <laughs> Maybe the Yankees, if you know, because right, Houston, because they, you know, yeah, I mean, it's some, it's something to be batting. But the Yankees can't say nothing because half their team doing the steroid, yeah, the steroid arrows on but steroids. Again, that's, that's in the past for them, for them. So you're looking at it like this: that if I'm batting 342 at home and I'm batting 182 on the road, that's that's a huge discrepancy. So there has to be something to it, which also plays into why something more than just the players having no repercussions I feel, is wrong. I feel it would have been, it might have, to me, it might have been a more stronger pushback if the Astros had won the World Series this year. And now they got two World Series. You know what I mean? I, I It would have been. But again, mm. we got listen in the NFL. I'm going with the PR in the NFL. We got a dynasty, and they get, and they cheat every every third year. <laughs> They've been proving it. You know what I mean? So I don't think the public perception we get upset. We don't we, care about cheating. We don't care, especially if you win. If you win. <laughs> so as long as you win, it's okay. You know what they say? You ain't trying. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. But there's a different level to that. Though. <laughs> I listen. I get it. I get it, but baseball at the same time to me also needs okay, to Okay, so that's one, that's one thing. There's a, there's a, so cheating on your significant other with some random is different. Cheating on your significant other with their best friend, 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's, I no, get it. It's still cheating. No, no, but I, there's levels to the cheating. I, 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 I'll say something. And cheating on the best friend with the something. best friend. That's like here's what you ungodly. Here's what you have said with Barry Bonds. Even though he might, even though we never proven it, but we probably both know. I, I'll raise my hand that he, yeah, he probably was on the cream. Yeah, he admitted to the cream. He admitted to the cream. But what, what have we always said about Barry Bonds? He would have been a Hall of Fame. Regardless. No, no, no. He still hit the ball. The cream doesn't change. Doesn't change your um your eye and hand coordination because if it did, it we all because right. we all run out there. And, well, and, I mean, and, 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 I always said instead of hitting him with Kobe Cole. They just would have been in the bleachers. That's how that's how I feel about this stealing stealing sign. No, you but you can't be having wires and everything. But you still you, you still gotta hit you the you the still fast. gotta hit the fastball. You still gotta hit it. Now, granted, it helps that you know it's so, coming. So that means you're okay with the uh, Patriots cheating in because it's on the same that's, level of taping. That's exactly what I'm saying because they only got a slap on the wrist. And you saying NFL is the, the biggest sport, right? They 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 the kings. They yeah. they the kings. As we saw from this ain't, weekend with the XFL. Ain't nobody stopped watching the NFL because of these cheaters. At least ain't nobody stopped watching the Patriots game. What we did. We watched more hoping somebody could beat them. That's what's <laughs> going to happen this year. People are going to watch more to hope, it's, hope someone beat the beat Astros. Astros. That's all I'm saying. I'm not okay with it. I get it. Whatsoever. I get it. You're not okay with the, should be you're not okay with the Patriots. I'm not okay with the Astros. But I understand. If the baseball plays this right. You gotta. You now have a villain, and and, and I like okay, and I like so, and okay. I like the Astros' response to it. You know what? We're gonna begin the World Series next year. <laughs> no problem. We gonna beat Wait, it. Dustin Baker now is the manager, especially there. yeah. And I think nobody was better than him to come in because Dusty is respected across major. And he baseball. does better with a veteran teams in his past than he does with younger teams. And this is now they've gone from young to to the veterans, to veterans now. So baseball plays and, is right and. Because of Dusty's reputation, they can continue to cheat, but they won't be thought of as cheating because oh, Dusty yeah, is yeah, there. Yeah. I know they're going to be looking a little bit more. But, I mean, yeah, they'll but be looking at baseball, more. But if, with yeah. Dusty there, he kind of covers over yeah. a lot of things that possibly would be said about the team. I think for the next couple of years, especially if Astros can continue to win, I think in the next couple of years, the Astros can actually take some of that vitriol that the evil empire gets, the Yankees. And use it as motivation. Well, no, and and if baseball does it right, use it as viewership and get people to watch the watch the game, and not just in October or late September, but to kind of watch you know watch the Astros and and, and have a have a more interest in this team this, if they play it right. So that's why I'm like, you don't put players out. You did what you need to do to to the to the, to the managers. Slap them on the wrist, fire them, or whatever. That helps the PR. I don't agree with that, though. But it's the managers as well as the team fault. I, 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 I am not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell them how they're going to sell some tickets and how they're going to have viewership. If you want to destroy the Astros, that's fine. But Destroy them. Burn them down. But who going to watch? It don't matter. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> that's all That's all I'm saying. Uh, but congratulations to Derek Jeter for getting in. Now, we already knew he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. Of course, there was one person who didn't vote for him, so he wouldn't he's be an unanimous. Idiot. <laughs> right. he's an of idiot. all the players. And he's an idiot. Of all the players. The, the, I understand now, Mario Rivera. The two people who probably won. weren't cheating in that whole organization was, was Jeter, Jeter and Rivera. And, and Rivera. Yes. The rest of them, hey, I wouldn't put past any of them. No, you got to put pass. I know they did. You want me to start naming them? You want me to start naming them? <laughs> you want to check off the list? But my, my whole issue, again, going back to Pete Rose, is 
he should be in based off of his numbers. Yes, he yes he was wrong, but you've let Barry Bonds be back in Major League Baseball if, as a hitting coach. Head coach, Sam McGuire. McGuire. Right. So allow him. The only people that haven't been back is pa- uh, Palomaro because this is the way he came out and just like, he died. Basically, like, I he did, did not, a, I did not sleep with that woman. Right, then they yeah, came yeah. out that day. You know, you can't be defiant in front right. of Congress and the world, and then two weeks later, all the tests come back positive that you know that you actually did cheat. And then the other guy that has not had a rocky getting back to baseball is the Boston Red Sox pitcher. Um, um, Pedro? No, no. Um, uh, Schilling. Schilling. Well, he's been on Major League Network. He's been on Network, network but network I mean, everything. but he's, he's. He could still be a pitching coach yeah, somewhere, though. Yeah, but his his political and some of his his outside of baseball. Oh, that's separate. Yeah. I know it's separate, yeah, that's but that's, separate. That, that's, I'm saying that's the reason. That's what's holding him. That's what's holding him back his, from him being his more. In, his more being involved than he has been. It has nothing to do with baseball, and he cheated as well. That's all I'm saying. You All the right. guys from the, from the steroid era, for the most part, I mean, all, not all of them, not some of them, all of them, except for Paul, Paul Merrill, just because of the way he was so adamant about not doing it and he got caught. Mo said, he, you know, Mo is a Braves fan. He said that the Braves cheat, he all right with it, as long as they win a World Series. You got to win it. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Houston won one and almost claimed close to winning another one. That's, that's just the perception that the people have now. I'm going to ask you a question right so, now. I'm going to ask you, you go answer, yeah. You think, you, think, you think Alabama roll tide is clean? I can't say that word. You, you no, they're not clean. They you, dirty you as everybody else. You think Duke is clean? No, I don't even want to talk about that. I know. It's I'm been just, a long weekend. I'm just naming. I'm just naming <laughs> prominent, prominent, prominent. Who supposedly supposed to be my my Tar Heels? We don't cheat. You we don't cheat. Y'all just right. Cheat. Y'all done wrote in so many. Hey, games. hey, hey! Watch you out. Done so we many. don't. We don't cheat. That's, we don't cheat. It's it's so prominent now. The but no, general public doesn't care. But looking at Pete Rose, allow him to be back in baseball, be a hitting coach. You well, don't they, have to put him in the Hall of Fame. I understand he won't get that until well, he's they, dead and gone. Well, he's but on, the least you could do is allow him to be back in well, they, baseball. Well, they've, they've done some of that. He's been doing commentary, you know, a little bit here. You know, they've had Let him. Let that on. man earn a living. I, I get it. Don't stop I, his check. I, I That's would, all I I'm would, saying. I would go ahead and put him in now. We ain't got to wait. We ain't got to wait. I just feel that the Because, I mean, the only people that got in, once again, Derek Jeter, Larry Walker. That's yeah. it. And Larry Walker, I don't think, was a Hall of Famer. I always take the position, I don't care what Hall of Fame it is. If I have to go and look at your stats and kind of judge if yeah. you're a Hall of Famer, then you're not in. Either you're in or you're not. I don't care if it's first, second, third, yeah. ballot, no, whatever. I, I agree. I just feel. Either you're in or you're not. Baseball purists, the 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 the, the writers, the, the people who vote on those, they're getting to a point where they're going to have to start making serious decisions. Do I start putting guys in who I know at my heart and heart would have never been a Hall of Famer? No. Or do, I st- or do I start putting these guys in who come from this steroid era? Oh. And when that happens, I think Pete Rowe gets into it. Kurt Schill, I found it. He was 60% last year, and now he's up to 70. So, so he'll 10. probably get in the following well, year. Well, could they get to the point? Who who they put in this year? Into the into the Hall of Fame. I know three of those guys should have never been. Well, in. Bonds and both Clemens were at sixty and sixty-one percent. Uh, two percentages up from last year. Baseball so, yeah. baseball is in a tricky situation right now, and I think that's part next of the year. Re- it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why they held off on how harsh they want to be with. And it also lets me know there's probably more teams that they're doing it. They just caught Houston. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. Not to that level. Maybe not to that level, but... Again, like the Patriots. I, I, 
yes, there are 31 other teams in the NFL that are cheating, but not to that the level. level. Got you. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's wrong. Let P. Rose earn some money, Major League Baseball. You ain't got to put him in right now. We understand when they'll get it, but at least don't cut the man's money off. I just put him in. Put him in, call it a day. Can't do that. Put Not while he's still alive. Well, that's you. You, you, you must. I see, said, you seen the envelope from the commissioner? Yeah. You signed that. You like got to be got to be gone, yeah. passed and gone. I mean, we said that a couple of years ago. At this, this is the way it's playing right. out. He won't get his roses while he's alive. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Somebody did though up in Indiana. We'll discuss that when we come back. This is DNA Sports Talk. It's eleven hundred AM. Be right back. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's Real Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, Check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA news. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson, when you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, (laughs) to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. 
it's actually like this. Well, whatever. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you I got, got my, no bop. Look, I got, you my, got no bop. Look, I got my hand up in it. You know what I mean? Look, I got. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Four four six zero three eighty seven seventy. And it should be with the left hand anyway. You can see <laughs> so Periscope as well as Facebook and see why we're laughing at the old man in the booth. <laughs> Don't know. He ain't got no bop in it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say something. <laughs> Children listening. <laughs> That's a bop for you. you <laughs> he ain't got no bop in it. He ain't got no bop. Um, before we went to break, we were discussing Major League Baseball and talking about Pete Rose not getting his the question just do right now. The question should be asked, do you care about the Astros cheating, America? <laughs> and if not... You already know the answer, though. <laughs> And if you don't, then you should put Pete Rose in if you don't care about cheating. I think the general public, <laughs> so the only people that care about that is Major League Baseball. The unfortunately. writers. The writers, yeah. And the overall. Them the ones that have to make a major push. Now, you, again, we got 45 screaming out, you know, however that, that needle. Changes high, the nah, I don't know how that needle moves. I don't know. I don't know. What team you going to buy? Right. <laughs> now, somebody that got there just due this past weekend was Bob Knight. After 20 years, he was invited back to Indiana. Uh, where his former players such as uh, Zeke, Isaiah Thomas, and Quinn Buckner, uh, Woodson, all of those players were around at that uh, particular point to recognize Bob Knight. You can tell, not just getting old in age, but... Surly. He's (laughs) not looking good. Surly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And but I mean, yeah, yeah. He got fired 20 years ago. He went on to Texas Tech and took them to a, a couple of uh, Sweet 16s. Proving that he that. is one of the best coaches in basketball, period. I won't just leave it yeah. to college basketball, but in basketball, period. Because he took what most people would consider two and a half star players yeah. and could make them, well, for one, go undefeated for an entire year and win a championship. Yeah. But successfully make it out of a, a tough Big Ten at the time mm-hmm. to uh, the Final Four on several occasions. Yeah, I mean he took he took underachieving teams. He put Indiana map. I, I like I said I, to your point. I give him a whole lot more credit when he went to Texas Tech, which is not the breeding ground for blue chip basketball players. So, and Indiana and, back in the day was known for yeah. having great basketball players, right? But to go to Texas Tech and and which is. All about football, especially high school football. Texas in and, general. And college. You know what I mean? And kind of and make that program a, a known program. And they're still successful now. Texas Tech was just in the Final Four, uh, what, two years ago. So um, he put them on the map and made it a destination for for guys to think about going to. So, you know, his problem was times change faster than he could adjust. Correct. He's old school. He used to be at West Point, I want to say. That's where him and um, Coach Coach K K came from. Coach K was under him there. So he had the military background of you don't talk back to you if you're a subordinate. You don't go above me. When I say something, you do it immediately. There's no No back talking. Yes. And you will be disciplined if you don't do what I say. And, you know, we were talking before break. Put his hands on a few players. Choked them out. Go ahead and say what it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Choked a few out. Which, at that time, it wasn't looked on as as bad as it definitely would be now. 
Yeah, well, I mean... It was seen as slightly above, slightly over the edge. His response to it got him more in trouble than the actual action. actions. Now, now if he did it, it would be, you know, you, you over with. But his response to it, him taking... And then his response to it caused the school then to have to go back and look like, you know what, okay... You're not, it's not a one-time thing. No, this is like a, so. This so is a habit. He put the school in the position that they had to defend themselves, and the only way to defend themselves was to destroy him. Right. And so, you know, I think that's probably what you get into. He's probably still bitter from that. Like he, oh, he's he bitter. He, he seemed fired. forced to be at Indiana. Half of him probably well, wanted to be there. Well, forced to be, go to Texas Tech. From well, I mean, Indiana. Buffett, to come back home. Oh, right, right, right. To come back home. That's why he never would come and back. receive praise. Having him was there, but having him was like, I don't want to be here. The stubbornness in him and who he oh, is yeah. was, you, you can see it. In, but he's softening about him. The older you get, the softer. I think he got more surly. a lot of times. I think he got more surly. I, I, think, I, he, I think he cussed all the way to the. Years. I think he cussed all the way to the. I don't to, think he did. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he, he appreciated it now. There's an expression that time heals all wounds. I won't say all. But 99%, and I think that it took 20 years for this to heal because it was a scab that had been pulling for a long time, and every time it would try and get healed, he would pick at it and pull yeah, it, yeah. and then that would cause the, the, uproar. The, the uproar again. And now he finally has given in to it and said, you know what, I'm going to accept it. And I'm starting to see a lot of my players getting older in age and not be around anymore. Yeah, yeah. And we can still liken it to, you know, Kobe has, you know, tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah. So let me go ahead and be acknowledged and welcome back and be at peace yeah. with things. Um, looking at the uh, top 25 in men's, Baylor's number one at 21 and one. Surprisingly, they're still at the top. Gonzaga 25 and 1, Kansas is 20 and 3, and then San Diego State is 24 and 0. Right now, that's what all the basketball prognosis are, are saying. That'll be the the top four. San Diego State in the West. I think they're gonna have yeah. Baylor in the, in the um, South. South. Who did they I forgot who they said they were gonna push to the East. Gonzaga. I think they're gonna have I think we'll, they'll push Kansas to the well, East. Do you, well, let me back up. Do you put so where do you put Gonzaga and San Diego State? Who goes San Diego west? State is undefeated. So they go so west. So they go west. They stay close to home. They stay close so to home. They're undefeated. Gonz, then you send Gonzaga to Midwest. Midwest. Baylor the South. Baylor the South. Kansas the east? to the east. East. Okay. I think that's the that was the latest bracketology is having it set up that way. But right now, now any slip up, any slip anything up, anything can if, change. Yeah, at that point. San Diego State loses the game, then I put. Gonzaga to the West. I mean, right, San Diego State it. go but, Midwest. Uh, so this is the question: Where does San Diego State slip up? They got um, New Mexico left at home. They go to Boise, UNLV at home, Colorado I State. I don't think they. I don't think they slip up in the regular season. I think they slip up in, in the, the tournament. In the tournament. In in their tournament. In the Mountain West. You, that's that's where usually your undefeated team. Gonzaga does it all the time. You know they'll be undefeated when they got to play that team. A second time in a championship game or the semifinal in their in their conference tournament right. is where they have the biggest chance of actually catching the L. All right, let me let me rephrase that. Correct. Baylor is in the South. Mm -hmm. San Diego State right now would be in the West. Mm -hmm. Midwest would be Kansas, and Gonzaga would go East. Well, that was so. Now I was going to I was going to say before you said that whoever gets sent the furthest away from home. 
is the least respected team, and that's, that's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Because that, they've the, been there before and haven't been flamed out. Yeah. Sweet 16, second round. Elite eight. You know, they don't they, they haven't closed time. the deal. They've been number one. They never overall made it to the championship game. game. Yeah, yeah. So and that lets that lets me know right now who they consider you got to reward weakest. the undefeated team, yeah. San Diego State. Well, regardless, uh, also who has the weakest schedule? That's probably Gonzaga. No, I'm probably San Diego State. Nah, I think Gonzaga's uh, conference is weaker than it's San Diego. Weaker than San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, if you go undefeated, you yeah. you deserve to be yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah, no question. And then of course, you know, Baylor and Kansas both being in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Whoever wins that, obviously, be number one. More likely, if if they both make it to the championship game, yeah. then it's gonna be hard to say. You're not a number one, but you are. Yeah, yeah. Depending on who wins yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I had no problem with Baylor being south, Kansas staying at home. Nah, I'm San Diego surprised. State undefeated to the west. And I would think that maybe Kansas little um, potential fight and everything with Kansas State won't play a role in knocking them down to maybe a two seed nah. instead of keeping them one. Nah, nah. Okay. Nope. It's a rivalry. It Quiet is. is kept. It is. NCAA liked it. <laughs> it's not a rivalry as what happened. And nobody got hurt. Nah, granted, it looked bad. It looked really with him, bad. With them holding the him, the still shot of him holding the, the chair. chair. Even though but he didn't throw it. He didn't it. throw it. It looked bad. It looked bad. It looked bad, but it's a rivalry. Speaking of rivalries, Duke beat uh, Carolina. UNC can't rebound, overtime. can't shoot free throws. Gets you every time. Yeah, bad call though. The guy got pushed um, with ten seconds left to go on overtime. But again, if you got to make it, you make your free throws and you get, and the, and you get the one rebound, two rebounds. Of course, I couldn't watch the game. I could only see the updates. Yeah. I, I get too <laughs> emotional watching that game. But of course, when I was getting text messages about freaking every play though, <laughs> and we were up thirteen with four minutes to go, I was like, it's still Duke Carolina. Like, yeah. what can happen will happen. Will happen. Yeah. And that was Carolina's season. They could hang their hat on we beat beating Duke. Duke at least once. Yeah. Now they have to win the ACC tournament to get it. Get it, yeah. And I don't see that happening. Not not at this stage in the game. They needed that win to propel them to run off a few more wins. They lost three straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 and 13 now. If you're 11 and 12. You get the 19. Because uh, 17. Because what? You get the seven. If you What's go, the lowest they've been in? That one year when they made the final four run, they were like 19 and 12. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. If they had been at 17 and then they get a couple of wins, make it to maybe the semifinals or because the who finals they, of the because tournament, who they are, different. who they are, and you can get to close to 19 and 20 wins, you get in. You get in because of who they are. Yeah. But they and went, you didn't have Cole for yeah. a majority of the yeah. season. Now he's back. Yeah. But they would have gotten a pass at that point. But not, not, but not now. Yeah, now you got to yeah. win it all. Yeah. Uh, number five is Louisville at 21 and three. Six is Dayton at 21 and two. The Flyers are getting a lot of uh, buzz uh, just for playing well. They could possibly be a one seed if somebody slips up in that tournament. Ahead, yeah. If a San Diego State uh, loses a couple of games, or if Louisville gets bounced in the first round of ACC, Dayton right now is a solid two. But could move up to a one depending on what takes place. Yeah. Uh, seven is Duke at 23. Florida State is 23 as well, which they're playing tonight. Uh, right now, as a matter of fact, Maryland is ninth at 19 and four. St. Hall is 18 and five and ranked 10th. Uh, Auburn had a ranked 11. Had just a mentioned, scare. Had a scare. Yeah. LSU. LSU couldn't make a few throws. 
And LSU, you were up. Why didn't you foul? Auburn wasn't making free throws. Yeah. Down the stretch. I, that's nice that's coaching. Now, let's, <laughs> let's, let's I see him in the huddle yelling, foul him. That's all on coaching. That's a that's a philosophy that either you going to run with that philosophy at the end of the game or you're not going <coughs> to run with that philosophy right. at this point in time. And at this point in time, it, it, it makes sense to to foul. You got to foul. And make, the pre- and make those guys make, make, <coughs> make, pressure, make pressure free throws. If Auburn was shooting 50% from the free throw line last two minutes and you go up, you foul. Yeah. I don't care, you know, how much time is on the clock or they could they could make a potential basket to win, you foul. Because <coughs> the, the likelihood of them hitting both of them. Put the pressure on them to make a to, to make basket to make pressure filled free throws. Right. Which I don't see them doing. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why um, they ranked eleven. Huh? That's why they ranked eleven. <laughs> it is. But the uh SEC be interesting to see oh, what yeah. take place. Uh, Auburn's another team. I think the brackets had him as a three seed right now. Um, they finished the year, went out, went to the SEC tournament. They could move up to two. Yeah, yeah. I think because the sweet, I think the sweet else spot is falling down. So you mentioned those four number one teams. Ain't none of them strong. So I tell you right now, the, <laughs> ain't nobody from the four number ones gonna make it to the final four. That's a guarantee. Like you, most times, you got at least maybe two can make it, maybe one. Depending on what side of the bracket they are. Ain't none of them making it. You, now, you, they would be wrong to do um, San Diego State like they did Wichita State that year. They went undefeated. They're about to. <laughs> and put them in the bracket. Listen, and they'll we already put know. Auburn over. We well, already, they mean the West. Put Auburn over there. Put Duke over there. They're about to. They're about put to. Michigan State over there. I'm, I'm giving San Diego State the benefit <laughs> of playing close to home, but I'm about to make your – I'm about to – because they did that to Wichita State. They kept Wichita State in the Midwest. But they were like, no problem. We're going to put nine. We're going to put the last year's they champion. They put Kentucky in that we're gonna bracket. We're going to put uh, this year's. They put Florida in that bracket. They put Michigan in that bracket. The last four or five-year teams who made to the, <laughs> made to the final four the year before. <laughs> they put them all in that bracket. They're going to they gonna send Gonzaga because they don't have any respect for either one of those conferences. So you already saying you, you felt San Diego State Conference is, is, is weaker, weaker than, than, than um, Gonzaga. Right. Tomato, tomato. So I'm going to send... Uh, Gonzaga out east where they don't travel well gonna have a small constituent with them saying they gonna stay home but I'm gonna make their bracket the the, the, the bracket of death. death and then we'll put all the blue bloods in the south they'll probably put Louisville over in the east Duke, Duke, be, Duke could be in the east with Gonzaga so they beat them week three they, unfortunately Duke could probably win the final four because they'll be in because they always get the weakest uh, the, the, the weakest bracket. bracket yeah but this is the one year that there is no solid num- number one. Number one, like this team is definitely gonna make it. Because I, if I'm correct, Michigan State was preseason number one. Yeah, yeah, and they, they and they're like a, a five seed right now yeah. by most accounts. And Kentucky thought they were gonna be something there, around a five hovering. Uh, Virginia, who was the champions, they're around a six right now. So it'll be – I'll wait till the brackets come out to determine. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But this year – Because it's all about who you play. Until we see it, but this year I, I wouldn't mind. I, I spend your money on some lower seeds, you know, champion, you know, those. those I definitely got teams. a two being a 15 this year, depending on who it is. If Dayton is a two and they put a, a – I'm trying to think who would be a solid – Fifteen. We'll have an HBCU beat Dayton. That's, <laughs> that's, that's who would be a fifteen. It's possible. 
Shout out to HBCU, baby. Because what? Y'all gonna make the world know who you are this year the tournament. We don't know who that's gonna be. We don't yet, know but, who that's gonna be. But nah, I wish you like a Montana right now is a 15 seed. Oh, North Carolina AT is a 16 seed. What if they are 15? I wouldn't be I mean, surprised. If they, if they, they, you have 15, you're the conference champion. Correct. So, you know. And speaking of HBCU, shout out to North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pride. They have now left the MEAC to go to the Big South. Now, when I seen that. Old money, when I, money, So when I seen money. that, and the question, we talked about this maybe three or four shows ago about what do you do, what does HBCUs need to do as far as to get players to come to their um to come to their schools on the football side, basketball side. We had the intern president here from uh Morris Brown, Brown talking about what they need to do to uh get back, you know, accreditation and things of that nature in HBCU. And congratulations I never... to Morris Brown because they got past their first step. They had to write a basically a book about themselves as yeah. to what they're gonna do. That got acknowledged and passed. Mm-hmm. So again, they're yeah. making strides to get back to accreditation. But I never thought about leaving your conference. Yes. Now, because if you leave your conference, you're still at HBCU. You're still at Right. So when you look at now, now, when you do that, do you become, wherever you go, you're going to become the doorstep for that conference for a while. But now that gets you into a different recruiting. It does. And a different, a different conversation for players on where they want to go. So now it's not, now, I, now I'm in a conference them. that gets TV viewership. More so or than more just so a celebration bowl, bowl yeah. and then a classic at some point yeah. during so, the year. So, um, and it's not like it's not like because you're HBCU and you're in a different conference that you still can't k- keep those same type of. Um, well, what it will do then it now will force, let's just say Tuskegee to join a bigger conference because now if I want to continue to play you. My conference may say I can't play you because of strict I, the schedule. I got, well, not only strict the schedule. Well, some things are just going to be rivalry games. Yeah. So you're gonna always going to play your rivals. But then you have a certain number of teams you have to play, play? Yeah. based on your conference. Yeah. So, so I mean, hey. So it cuts down on some of the out-of-conference games that that they consider that to they be consider, that they right. consider to be um, yeah playing Tuskegee is out of conference yeah. now. But I mean, they could also consider the, uh, a cake a, a cake walk. But now I may not say that term a whole lot because I'm because it's, it's, it's my conference right. team, a conference member that I'm playing. But I, I look at um, North Carolina A&T, especially from the po- football perspective. Uh, they won three of the last four Celebration Bowls, so that means they won the MEAC championship three out of four years, yeah. and then went on to beat the SWAC champion. It's it's gotten to the point of we done all we can do in football. We need more competition. We need yeah. We need to go up. Yeah. We need to we need to go up to the next level. Yeah. It's the same thing when your enrollment goes up in high school. You keep yeah. winning uh, two A championships. Two A. I'm putting put three A. You need three A or maybe four A. Yeah, yeah. Because what you're doing, some of them are scheduling the three and four A yeah. like the first two games of the year. Mm-hmm. You might win one or you lose closely. Then you blow through your schedule. Yeah, if those games and count, win. depending on you playing the preseason, they may not even count. But, right. you, but you get a But you a, blow a, through you that schedule field, yeah. after that, and then you go and win your championship. So now you're like, okay, we can play with the uh, upper echelon. Yeah. The, for uh, A&T, it be now the Division One and playing in the uh, Big South and everything. But I like the move they're making. No, I, I, like I said, it just opened my eyes up to something that we've talked about this before, and no, and no one, not even – People who have called in saying, you know, hey, HBCUs need to do X, Y, Z. We need to do this. The conversation, what we need to do to bring in more, more blue money. chip, more money, more blue chips. No one said leave the conference. Right. 
So to your point, Loka LT was like, hey. We've done all we can do in this In, in this, this case, grass is greener <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> and that grass being in dollar bills. So um, we'll see how it happens. I, I feel, again, I don't think at the end of the day, if, if you leave, you don't you don't lose anything as far as HBCU still being an HBCU campus and feel and, exper- and, and, and uh, uh, experience. You oh, that's now. still there. Yeah. You just in a different conference. conference yeah, yeah. And looking at the Big South, who knows who else could the Big South want to covet as well? well I'm talking in. about depending on where you at, you don't go to the Big South, now you go to the AAC, you know, just, you know, you got other conferences now that that conversation may say, well, you know what? Maybe we take who was that the SWAC? I mean, um, the because basically the same two teams have been in Celebration Bowl the last three years. So A and T, yeah. So, but no, can oh, and be, um, who did they just beat? <laughs> I don't forgot who they beat already. But I know they're down in Texas. <sighs> so do you? You know, do you go to one of the? Conferences that are up and coming in that area. I mean, which is the AAC, if you want to tag along behind Houston, who went, you know, they didn't go to the Big 12, obviously, but AAC is a decent conference. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, the Celebration Bowl has only been around five years yeah. anyway, but, you know, for a team to now three peak is just ridiculous and unheard of, you know. Um, no, they beat Florida A&M's and, uh, yeah. nah, nah. I don't know why I want to say Shaw, but it ain't Shaw. No, that's CIAA. Yeah. Which I, is in two weeks, actually. Their, um, um, basketball tournament for CIAA is in two weeks. This is the which last, will be the last year in this Charlotte. This is the last year in Charlotte, correct? Before they go to Baltimore, correct. You better go this year. I ain't going to Baltimore. <laughs> and not because anything against Which Baltimore. Alcorn, Alcorn. Alcorn State, okay. Alcorn. Um, I, no, 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 if I'm going to go to Baltimore, I'd rather go to New York. <laughs> Keep... That's a shame. Whatever, be more. Come holler at your boy. Tell me why I should come there. Yes, they beat Alcorn State. Two out of the last three years, too. Alcorn State's been there. Um, No, before that, they beat... Uh, one year, Gremlin was there. Oh yeah, they travel well. They tra- <laughs> that they do. But um, I like this move because I think it will set a precedent for all the rest of them to yeah, begin to start looking doing at the same thing. What you need to do? Uh, North Carolina Central beat Grambling that year. Okay. And then um, yes, they beat Alcorn State before, and they beat Grambling too. Yes, yeah, so it's been Alcorn State, Grambling, Alcorn State. Yep. That's why I stay with. I know it was one it school went, that's been there. It went Alcorn State, Grambling, Grambling, Alcorn State, Alcorn State. So it's been the same four teams on the other side. The same two teams on the same other two side. Teams. On the other right. side for the last and four or five years. It's been North Carolina AT the, the whole time. time. Except for the one time North Carolina Central. So now I got three schools need to go somewhere. <laughs> but the one good thing I do remember is that being in the Big South, their travel is limited. Yeah. So all the teams are in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about. Traveling to cross play country, some team yeah, 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 anywhere outside yeah. of a a short flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some of them, it'd be a bus ride. <laughs> so yeah. that works in their favor. To when you're moving and when you're stepping up, they're going to be cut back some area. Mm-hmm. 
So now you don't have to worry about travel as yeah. much. Till right. you get some more money. More money, more money, more money. <laughs> Speaking of more money, there's a young guy by the name of Nick Taylor who won a Pebble Beach program this past weekend. We'll discuss how much and about Phil's play uh, when we come back from break. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. We'll be right back. <coughs> The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judiciary system, to the political world. <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Caroline from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson. Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Radio. 
Tune in now. You can tune in to this. Okay, I didn't know whether to crit walk or to do the new edition, Bobby Brown. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't sure which one I needed to do right there. That hot mix. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that hot fire. <laughs> hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of A and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404 603 8770. 404 603 8770 is that number to call in. That's live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Um, before we break, we were talking about Nick Taylor. He won the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Congratulations to him. Uh, outstanding job holding off Phil Mickelson and holding off the win that was Pebble Beach on Sunday. Uh, before we get to the professionals, got to give a shout out to Larry Fitzgerald. Second time in three years he's won it for the amateur side. Okay. So, so you know it's him, he, he, Tony he, Romo. Right now Romo's doing his thing in the in the in, in the, the booth. in the booth. But right. Romo for a while was going out there winning or getting deep in the amateur tours. He for- was, and he was one that almost made the. Um, U.S. Open because that's still a uh, a place where if you win your club championship, if I'm correct, then you win nationals, yeah. then you can actually have a spot at the actual U.S. Open. But congratulations once again to Nick Taylor, uh, one of only very few Canadians that have won the uh, multiple times on the PGA Tour. This is his second time winning on the PGA Tour and he did so basically holding out um, and going wire to wire which hadn't been done in a long time and he held off uh, Kevin Stroman who came in second of course Phil Mickelson to win over a million dollars at the Pebble Beach program your boy Tiger did not play in this particular one and it was his hole out on number six that did it for him. That was a uh, par five that goes kind of uphill. And Phil was um, basically on the green in two, if I can remember correctly. And he eagled it. Phil missed a long putt. And I wonder if I remember birdied it. So he went up from one up to two up. Now it is encouraging that Phil played well. Uh, he's pushing 50. So he'll be on the seniors tour, the champions tour as they call it now, um, with the following year, following season rather. But Phil has won 14 times in the state of California, and his best finish was last year at Pebble Beach. So it's one of those things, is it half empty or half full? And that depends on the player. Yeah. And, 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 but sometimes half empty, half full still don't mean that either one is bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I'm going to lean more to the half empty with Phil. <laughs> because and he always and plays well there. And, and that's perception, too. Like, there's no perception on Phil to, to, to win six, seven, eight, nine more. You know what I mean? As with Tiger, where the argument is he half empty, half full, because there's still a perception still- of of him trying to chase something or whatever. Well, and so. Phil is too, to be honest. He's still chasing more majors. Majors, yeah, but it's still no public perception. No, he's not close. Yeah. So, well, if, close he, if he wins two good. more, we'll praise him. If he wins one, one more, we'll praise him. 
if he loses, he gets none. We'll still praise him. Well, now what he Phil, can't, he can't, he got to win a U.S. Open. Yeah, I was say, what, what he, he can't do, what he, he can't do, he can't choke on the back nine into in, in a major that he can actually win and then give it away. He can't do that. Right. But I don't think we'll dump on Phil. It doesn't move the needle. Is he still? He is he still a great, player. great golfer? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it don't, you know. He still. Nothing would, he does now, in my opinion, breaks his reputation. Phil overall. is a top ten player. Whether he wins one more or not, right? Yeah, he's set. Yeah. His legacy, you know, we all talk about legacy mm-hmm. now for obvious reasons, but his legacy is set. He can't do any worse. That's what I'm getting. He at, can yeah. only improve it, and then by improving it, it's not. He goes from 10 to 9. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. he'll never be in the Mount Rushmore because. Unless he somehow wins three or four late in his career. And then you I can don't have even that. think that because you got Jack, you got Tiger, you got Arnold, you got, I'll say Sam Snead. That, like, those are set. Yeah, yeah. Sam so Snead has a record for the most, well, Tiger Tiger's record. Yeah. Most tournament PJ Tour win ever. Probably one of the first legends of golf. Obviously, um, Tiger for second most majors. We'll see if he gets another one. And Jack for the most majors ever. And then Arnold, because of how he. He took golf during the period of when Jack was playing and made it an international game for whatever. And but that's the reason why so, I'm kind of saying if 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 somehow Phil wins two or three more late in his career, you would feel the only person that we ever could we ever we he, we, he would we, have to we, surpass we, Arnold Palmer somehow. Okay, I'm about to say because we attach Phil to Tiger on this journey. Correct. So if he won two or three more late in his career and Tiger didn't win anymore. But that still wouldn't move the needle, needle fulfilled. If he won three more majors, he probably would go top five. Okay, that's all. Yeah, he could go top five. Okay. I think I, I think Martin Rushmore is set. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that. But it's, it's I mean, done. there's still some but growth. He could, but he got you taught me into he could be top five. Okay, at that point, because if he won three or four more, he would have. Eleven, I want to see. No, I'm going with just. Yeah, six now. I'm going with just winning majors late in his career and at his age. That's, That's something outside of outside of Jack. Jack, nobody nobody's else done. done. Well, Tom Watson gave us uh, a good ride uh, about four or five years ago at the um, Open, mm-hmm. which used to be called the British Open, and you know he was on the final day in the, the last group. So it is possible. Yeah. Tom Watson was what sixty at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Phil has what I say six majors. He has five. Five. So I give him that. If he won two more, gives him the seven. That don't change you a little bit. Wait, wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. He has one open, um, one open, three at the Masters, and one PJ. But yeah, of course, no U.S. Open. Okay. Now. He does need to get a U.S. Open in there. He needs okay. to have a slam to have all, all, of, of, all of them in the trophy case. Yeah. But, yeah, if he gets to eight, he can move up to the top five and get the monkey off his back of never having won a U.S. Open, which he's finished there five times in second place, place yeah. and runner-up. Okay. So, yeah, him winning or him playing well and some of the shots he pulled off on Saturday, Friday and Saturday were incredible. He still has one of the best short games to this day. I was surprised that Jordan Speed. I want to say he moved from, he shot a final round five under, if I'm correct. He moved from 51st for tied for ninth. So he had one of the best rounds on Sunday when the wind was just 
unbearable for a lot of players. And I want to. Uh, so when the it win was is like seventy, a little over seventy-four was the average, and um, the course is seventy-two. So when the win is when is that that brisk and that that floating around? Is, is it is it easier to what, what do you have to do? Scream the shots. So what I mean by that is you hit them low. You hit yeah, you hit low shots depending on the holes. You hit low shots or you have to take your ball completely out to the left knowing that the wind is going to bring it draw back. it back to the right or vice versa. But only certain players have the Guts would mm-hmm. be the word to use. It's another word I can yeah. use, but guts to try and pull off some of those shots. Okay. And Phil is one of those players because he's won there several so times. So basically, when it's when it's when it's that windy, when it's that windy, you just par fours or fives now, yes. threes or fours. You, you take your medicine. Okay. And a lot of times you'll see players hit the ball short because they want to keep it below the hole, or if it's on the backside, you don't want to go too far because it's right along the Pacific Ocean. So you play it a lot differently. You play it like a British Open or an Open because of the winds and the the weather conditions. It's just not a um, a similar type um, walking course. Okay. Similar to those in uh, the Open, but that's exactly how you would play it. So, which is why you would think a a European player probably should have had a better round. Okay. Because those are more the conditions that they would play in overseas, and correct? Gotcha. Than you would here in the United States. But you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week uh, with the Genesis. In Everton, yes. Yeah. Is this this weekend? And uh, already on the eighth hole, they have a tribute Mamba. to that the Mamba already put up for that. So. Whether half empty or half full, we'll see how Phil does this week. Okay. Now, I think, like most players, when they go to the Champions League, which is you 50 and over, you can start playing in that. Whoever turns 50 goes out and wins, like, half of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Because they just finished playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now they only have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. One so, less one day. less day. And, a lot of and those, Phil um, would have probably won... This, if it was one less. Now day. a lot of those uh those senior tournaments come here to Atlanta, up at Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf. So you have the Mississippi tournament classic. that I've been to a couple of times. I think it's um another one that comes there. But the classic though, I went this past year, and um it was better than the year before. So I've been to the last two. So um, we watch out. Listen, watch out. <laughs> two tournaments. I'm gonna be on them greens, two baby. Two tournaments. All day, all weekend. <laughs> Let's get it right. All day, all weekend. <laughs> Senior tour, baby. <laughs> uh, speaking of seniors, NASCAR, they inducted their Hall of Famers, uh, five of them. Congratulations to Buddy Baker, your boy Joe Gibbs. Oh, listen, Joe Gibbs done won at all levels. At Joe all Gibbs, levels. Joe Gibbs is the best. Now, you want to talk Mount Mushmore of... Mount Mushmore? Mount Rushmore. <laughs> excuse me. Mount Rushmore of, say, right. coaches. Joe Gibbs is on the... Uh, he's he's number one. He's, he's number one. So, it's... uh, But well-deserved, though. The bad music. Yeah. <laughs> For the last we <laughs> two hours. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the sign language ain't working. It ain't working, clearly. <laughs> but yes, Joe Gibbs, the man, as you mentioned, yeah. um, 
three Super Bowl rings. Um, now, what, three? Uh, NASCAR? Five. Five? Five championships as an owner. Uh, over 170 wins. Daniel Snyder, call this man back. <laughs> <laughs> pay whatever you need to pay, call this man back. This man left. He left one sport completely different. Completely different. Like, football. But he's always had uh, a fascination. I get with, it. But football is. I.E. Brad Doherty. Uh, yeah, who yeah. played with the Cavs, played with Black, Carolina. Uh, yeah. But he is um, a great uh, announcer. Yes. When I, when I, NASCAR. You know, when I've seen him. job. Yes. And uh, minority order. Yeah. But totally different. Like. Yeah. I mean, there's certain but things. Certain, there's, certain, there's, certain, 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 there's certain things in management. Which is, and, and, I was just yeah, about yeah. to say. So if you're a manager at AT&T, and now you ask to be a manager over at Home Depot, your management skill is going to translate yeah. over there. Dealing it, with people. It's two totally different productions inside mm. of the company. But no, but recognizing talent, putting people in a situation that they can succeed, making the that, calls, right. <laughs> making the hard decisions, you know, saying no to That's a call, you, saying no to a quarterback. Right. That's why when you can have a title as manager, it can translate. So yeah. being a, a a coach, and in this case an owner, it was able to translate. But he owns this. I need him to go. I need <laughs> I need him to own the Redskins. I need him to go back and own the Redskins. You know Snyder ain't getting right, listen, up. Listen, Snyder, go home. Just <laughs> Sit on your laurels. Sit on your laurels, do whatever. <laughs> Let this man run your organization. You just come. You just come like did he, he come say? Pay the check. Just sign check. Just sign check, baby. Sign check. check. Back out. Let this man come back to DC and run things. And run things. You gotta remember, he won three. He won three um, World Series. He won three uh, Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so actually, him translating because I know he's probably won five now with like three different drivers. Uh probably. So I'm pretty sure. This man is. Um, Mount Rushmore by himself when it comes to being a GM, or or maybe the Knicks can hire him. The Knicks, it, the, the Knicks so might he need had, him. <laughs> he had Labonte, who obviously got in, which mm-hmm. was, which was good to see. Um, kind of like a player and a coach going in yeah. together. And Stewart, Tony Stewart, mm-hmm. who got in. Oh, let me two. finish. So Buddy Baker, Joe Gibbs, Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart, aka Smoke, and Waddy Wilson, all got into the Hall of Fame. They're eleventh class now. So yes, he won with Labonte, he won with Stewart, and then he won with Kyle Bush. So he won he's won three different guys, three Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks. I got three out of five. Three out of five at NASCAR with three different, three different drivers. Hey, the Knicks, I need to holler at him too. <laughs> hey Gibbs, I'm trying to get you a job, it don't matter, dog. Your skills translate good, to where he's good. good. Like, I've got the NASCAR good. money. Nah, nah, I'm get, good. Get some of that, that NBA money, baby. <laughs> NBA money is kind of serious too. You want what the football? I know the Knicks fans might want you. <laughs> Anybody or come to Atlanta. Come we to Atlanta. Need, <laughs> no, but my bad. Forget the Knicks. Come to Atlanta. Atlanta. Come to Atlanta. We need championships, baby. See, like wherever you go, you he win. Wins. You win championships. Come on to Atlanta. Right. But you you knew Tony Stewart was going to get in, even with what has taken place. You know, sadly. Um, well, I mean, with the incident, the that one took incident, place, but, but they didn't harp us. on it. Yeah. If you don't bring it up, you kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? You kind of forgot he was involved in a in yeah. a wreck that took someone's life. Right. So, not to make a a, a Gail situation out of this. No. No, no. I mean, not, I can still ask because he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. You can ask him. <laughs> I know. Can't I ask, ask Tony Stewart. Can't right. ask the, the victim that, right. that passed away. <laughs> but you know, 
Nah, I mean, whatever Gail smoke, <laughs> Gail get is what it is. We still talking about it. How do you feel about it? Since we, you, since I brought it up. Yeah. My thing is this: as now being a part of the media and being a journalist, it's certain things that you can ask, and there's certain things you don't ask at that time, and. You have to be respectful of the situation that's going on. You still have to do your work as a journalist and ask the tough questions. I don't have a problem with her asking Lisa Leslie, did you see any of Kobe being aggressive with anyone? That's a tough question to ask. And I understand it may not be the best situation, but they were close. Um, Lisa Leslie with the Sparks won a championship there. She's a, just a part of L.A. as Kobe was. Of course, Kobe on a much greater level. But she's a Hall of Famer. But she's a Hall of Famer. She's a legend on the WNBA. Uh, a pure legend. Of and women's when basketball. she said and gave an excellent answer of, I didn't see that. You know, I have other friends who have be like, hey, go get this one. I didn't see that from Kobe. This is my problem with Gail. Well, you wouldn't have seen that. Now you're interjecting your feelings instead of asking questions. As a journalist, you ask the question. You don't make a statement. By making a statement, you're making your feelings impressed upon that person. By now saying, well, you wouldn't have seen it because you're so close to him. No, that's not necessarily true. So now I'm projecting how I feel about the situation. That's where it stops being about journalism. It's about, about what you're trying it's to get. A, it's from, about your agenda. It's about the yeah. clicks that you get. It's about the people viewing it. I don't understand why she had to go and issue this apology. If you're doing your job as a journalist, no, you no, don't no, have to not, apologize. Not apology, you, you shouldn't have to apologize. You knew you were wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what you could have said, if you were in the right, you could have said, I have to ask these. I'm not apologizing, but I have to ask these tough questions. I didn't. I didn't watch her apology tour because I already knew. Well, I saw the, the clips. You, you that didn't need to. When she came out so quickly and, and had it, then I already knew you was wrong. So I. I mean, I heard. Obviously, right, I heard, right, right. I heard the interview question, but I didn't listen to her apology. I knew I was not surprised, but disappointed. I wouldn't say disappointed. I wasn't surprised by Snoop's. Um, That's his best friend. Well, well not, I mean, I won't say best friend. I don't know how close. But they were close. That was close friend. Yeah, but. I'm going to defend but, my close friend. Yeah, but I'm not even surprised by his tone or the language he used because it's Snoop Dogg. And what I mean by that Which you mean is, we going to come see you type thing? It's just... I, that's I, just how you talk. That's how he talks. So I'm not making no excuses. I'm just saying I'm not surprised by what the language and the verbiage that he used. I expected nothing different to come out of him. Right. Now, before I even get into that, there's certain things about people. The reason why I can see people, the reason why I say the question about Kobe and the incident in Denver is not shouldn't hold any water anymore and shouldn't even come up. It happened. We know what it was. He, You know, what happened, he was uh, acquitted or it didn't go to court. The charges were dropped. All, all, the, all that kind of stuff. Because she there. didn't come to testify. Most individuals, if you a thief, you gonna steal again. If if you know what I mean, if you if if you if you, if you do shady business, you do shady business again. You know, I, I'm not going to egregious as far as murder, but that's the re- reason why you got serial killers. Most time, you catch a guy, 
you know, you you catch a person, it ain't their first time doing it. Or there, or there was some major disputes or minor yeah. assaults before. So, yeah, yeah, it it's, gets it's, to that. It's, it's a buildup. Build it's a buildup. He had this incident, and then you know how hard it is to go squeaky clean the rest of your career under the microscope that he was under. You spend ten million on a no, I, no, I, I, I get I'm, it. I'll joke to I, I, I know. You know, I get it. I'm just saying. Do you know how? I mean, we all know under that microscope. Oh yeah. To now then go. I.e., we can look back at the Astros now. How they have to be squeaky clean now because everybody's looking for any little thing that they do. So if you if you thought he was guilty of more, was he an adulterer? All day long. Yeah, well, he admitted she, to it. She, I, I, he admitted that's, to that's that. That's my though. point. But I'm saying for anybody, that I think that he was worse than just that. He had 17 years, 20 years after the fact to prove you, to prove whoever thought Where that, to prove wrong. them wrong. So you, as a journalist, your journalist is supposed to take in. You brought up valid points, but as a journalist, you are supposed to look at everything in a context and and not in a vacuum. She was looking at the situation in a vacuum for clicks or for yeah. whatever it was. She, she, if she doesn't ask those questions, CBS can't put it out there. So that's she, what I was like. Yeah, so blindsided. You don't. No. So you basically, don't get blindsided. basically, to me, to me, at the end of the day, she's not a good journalist. No. And to me, you're only there because your friend is so powerful. Oh wait, wait, you know that. I, I, I'm just, but I'm you just saying that. that's the and who runs. Uh, CBS, I was um, looking at, um, I think it's Weinstein's brother owns CBS. Not sure if I'm correct on that, but I, he has something to do with being a, a, ma- a majority owner. Yeah, so don't even, in so, that. so, and I'm not, try- and don't have your friend come up the next day talking about she's getting death threats. And then I have a more of a problem with, I can't remember the young lady. Um, I think she was a is Ambassador Rice oh, or something? Yeah, yeah, um, Talking about we gonna send pe- like the political. Now, yeah. see, I expect I expect different from, from her. a public a right. person that had a public uh, <laughs> position of power within society. There's certain things that. So the funny thing about all this, the two people I've seen who's answered these questions and, and been the most mature has been Fifty Cent <laughs> and a young lady I think on CBS Morning Show. You know what I mean? Kind of breaking down the background to Emmett Till and right. You how know, you feel about uh, it based and, off and, of you know? We say it based off of race. race and whatnot. But Fifty Cent basically saying, "What's your end game for this? The man is dead and gone. You had twenty years to ask to ask the question to his face. You know, you in L.A. just like everybody's in L.A. And if you Why? go back and listen to that outro, uh, Kobe right after he passed a couple of weeks ago, I brought up the fact that. I only brought up the incident to show the growth that had taken place. You like, can't you can't ignore the incident. Yeah, I can't it ignore is a the part, incident. It is a but part to see of, what he's done is for other people to realize when you've done something, you made a mistake. Made a mistake. Look at what you can achieve after that. And that's why I say, what do you do going forward with your life after this has taken I think, place? And I think the majority. And that's the only reason to bring that up is to show your maturity, your growth, and what you've done I going think the, forward. I think the ma- majority of people, black or white, green or yellow, whatever, the majority of people, like I said, do you know how hard it is to go from that instant to then now, tw- yeah. 17 years later? You won later, an Oscar. To, they recognize you at the Oscars last you know, night. And, it's, and, and you had a legal situation. Yeah. You won the case. It got thrown out. Did you have to pay some money? 
that's to me that's part of the fame. That's part of having money. And you sometimes read, you, you pay read you, a public apology. Sometimes you pay for stuff, even though you at right. You still gotta pay. That's he, just is is what it is. Even in the public apology, it was I didn't feel that I raped her, but I apologized to her for that's the way she felt. You know what I'm saying? So. He made he, he made, made he made more than just that one public apology. He made I know, other public, but I'm saying that's the one that went. Whenever the question came up to him, his his answer was always, "Right, I should have never had myself in, in that, that situation. situation." Correct. Never put any blame on oh the your young girl lady. um Susan Rice. This is what she said. Yeah. Uh, Snoop backed the bleat off. You come for Gail King. You come against an army. You will lose, and it won't be pretty. So I don't who's. I, Who's the one that's doing threats now? Like I said, Come but on, so it's it's all crazy. But I don't I don't whatever happens. Well, I won't say what happens to it, but because that's just. But but the 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 backlash that she's getting is 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 quite um, deserving. Time and place of everything. Do you ask? Do you answer that? Do you ask that question? Not even two weeks after the man's passed and he ain't even buried yet? No. Now, do you, ask, do you ask that question and maybe do you push a little harder six months from now, two years from now, three years from now? Probably so. I don't but even you don't push do, that, though. I, I'm just saying, if, you know, if... I don't express where you wouldn't have seen that. No, no, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I giving... I don't push my own agenda. I'm going to ask a question. Yeah, I'm just giving, I'm trying to give her... Right. The benefit of the doubt. But you don't do it in less than... 96 hours after the person died. Which yeah. is basically this. He hasn't even had his memorial service yet. No, they're going to do it on 224 scenes, obviously, for the number two for his daughter and him being even for even for, hardened, even for hardened criminals, they give them at least 24 hours before you start talking about how many people they kill. I'm just, I'm, I'm being for real. I, I get it. I get it. So, anyway. 824. <laughs> you good. <laughs> Uh, back to NASCAR. So you you want your boy Gibbs to come to Atlanta, obviously. I mean, oh, that was our coach. We were talking about Tony Smoke. Yeah. Tony, and, and, Tony Stewart, a.k.a. In his, Smoke. In his incident, yeah, now, not, not too titles. long ago. Yeah, not yeah. too long ago. His, uh, you know, he had an incident where yeah. his driving aggressively and caused And to that caused point, that's how we got to this because his isn't talked about anymore. Yeah. And, and as well. Like, I wouldn't expect anybody to bring this up at his Hall of Fame Speech. to be like, hey, how do you, hey, feel, about how you feel about that, you know, accidentally that, that caused killing somebody? The, yeah, yeah that, that caused a driver to die. I mean... But at least you can ask Tony Stewart now if you were to ask, you know, that type of question. And again, it would be the same thing. You know, you racing has been your whole life. It would be, and he it, went down It would be insensitive that. at his inauguration of whatever his, his Hall of Fame inauguration. It would be insensitive to answer that. Now, if you're having a one-on-one conversation about his life and about his racing career, that is a, something that happened during his career. You have, but then again, you still frame it of there was an incident. How did you overcome and get back into racing after that particular incident? Yeah. It's, it's still always a way. I always say, it's not always... What you say, but how, how you, you say, say it. Yeah. So how you frame it and everything. But again, congratulations once again to Buddy Baker, Joe Gibbs, Bobby Labonte, Tony Joe Stewart, Gibbs, baby. Come to Atlanta, back to D.C., any organization <laughs> in the sports oh, that year, need they're you. They're going to change it. They're not going to do five inductees. They're going to do three. They're going to do two from modern-day era and one from post-era. So it'll be from uh, the past 60 years. 
So 2021, you take 60 years off of that. It's 50, 51. So anybody in that say, time frame. Going any further back, they ain't have cars. I know, right. They <laughs> <laughs> drive the horses. <laughs> so that's going to be the barometer now. Yeah, yeah. I'm so messing with your course, NASCAR. As the years move up, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. 50, 60 year gap is, anybody from that racing period can now be nominated by a panel. So they drop it down from five to three. So, once again, NASCAR always doing the, a great job of pushing the envelope forward and making necessary changes that other major sports are scared to do because they don't mind going back and saying, hey, this didn't work, we'll try something else. Um, Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. Who you like, man? I'm going with Harvick, baby. Oh, the bridesmaid, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get a ring sometime. <laughs> Somebody gonna ask him. You low down. Low down. You calling the bridesmaid? Well, I mean, he guess he finishes in second. Mm-hmm. Lot. That's lot. Yeah, so I'm he's gonna get the ring. Gonna jump the broom this time. Uh, I don't. Come on, Tony. Tell him. I mean, come well, on. Stenhouse Junior. Hey, let's just go ahead out the gate. Stenhouse Junior. Go to family. Yeah, man. Hello. Hey, it's the Daytona 500. It literally is anybody's race. It's whoever can stay clean, so to speak. And by clean, I mean you don't wreck. Wreck, yeah. <laughs> so anyone who can do that, so, I mean, pretty much guaranteed. We might as well do the schedule. So we finish. come back next week. Daytona is this coming Sunday. Yep. And then, um, um, well, you know, Daytona got the whole weekend, basically. Right. So you got the <laughs> International Speedway, the the 500, the Vacation Duel, the Duel 1, Duel 2, and then, and then the big granddaddy, obviously, the... Uh, on the 16th, um, the the Daytona 500. So that's this weekend, the 13th through the 16th. And then the following weekend, the 23rd, they go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then they start off in March um, at the Auto Club Speedway. So yeah. those are the next three races to start the year. Daytona, Las Vegas, right. Auto Club. Uh, now, they did have the what they call the Crash Clash this past weekend, or Sunday, yesterday, rather, uh, in Daytona. That's kind of exhibition race. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Eric Jones, congratulations to him who won, who, who won with a beat-up car coming around that last um, lap. So, like Daytona, a bunch of wrecks, but he was the one that somewhat remained the cleanest because he was able to finish and win. And I think he's with Joe Gibbs racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so got, he so, is. Yeah, he's with Joe so Gibbs So, got the minus touch, baby. There you go. More trying I to talk. bring him to Atlanta. <laughs> bring him to Atlanta back to D.C. <laughs> One of the two. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to take a break. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. We'll be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, Check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA news. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs, 
and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk where we bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Unless you're Gail King. 44603. <laughs> you ain't got to call, Gail. Don't call in. You good. Stay over there. You good. Stay yeah, we, over we don't there. want that smoke. Stay over there. We don't want that smoke. We don't want that army. 44603 Better get the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the rapping. Give me rapping over here, man. You ain't ready. As well as Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is Black History Month. And so because of that, we got to shout out your uh, HTTRs for hiring the first full-time female, Miss Jennifer King. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was on the staff with um, your new head coach, Ron Rivera. Uh, She was doing running backs coach, so uh, helping out, of course, Christian McCaffrey and getting him to the um, Pro Bowl level. Her first thing is to keep these running backs healthy because these juggers can't stay healthy. (laughs) <laughs> they can't. <laughs> She'll do a good job. I mean, that's her first. That's her first. Uh, can you keep them healthy? I think she will. Uh, she has a. Of course, she's been on his staff a couple of times. Her background is uh, playing football. She was a quarterback for a uh, women's team before. Uh, she said her natural position was wide receiver, but because of her football IQ. They want to have quarterback, which they went undefeated one year and won a title, and they went to um, another stage of the women's football and won that particular title. Uh, she had her team, I want to say, um, 
in the playoffs just about every year that she played. So a very extensive background. She even coached uh, basketball before because she felt she needed to do that because, of course, there were no jobs in the NFL for football. So she went to the basketball side, became an assistant coach, and had much success there. So they brought in somebody who has been proven as a winner on all level and on all stages. So a huge congratulations. Is that what y'all got her because y'all want to stop people talking about y'all nickname, didn't it? Be <laughs> I was going to say something else. They're going to start calling us. <laughs> we don't win no games soon. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I mean, was this going to be the second woman now? Um First full-time, but the second the woman. woman. One was the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers yeah. assistant coach. Mm-hmm. So, um, women are making making headways all, all, all across the across the board. Um, um, obviously, successful for San Fran. They made the, you know, she was a successful part of the coaching staff. Um, they made it to the, to the Super Bowl. So, I'm not saying this young lady's going to help the rest because we got a whole lot more stuff to do. To do right. But, you know, they, to were, have a better they were successful. For the most yes. part, in Carolina, so look, yeah. to, you know, we'll take a seven and nine, ten and six, you know, eight and eight in, in, in DC. So you know, if she can help get get to that, they'll get the starting blocks off right. You know, by all means, we'll uh, we'll embrace her. Hey, I don't blame you. Um, also, in Black History Month news, I guess you could say, and also in women in sports, Vanderbilt had their first. Um, AD, right? Athletic director, director yeah. who is a female, uh, Candace Lee. And she is the first in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully she'll get that interim name taken, taken off, off yeah. and will become full-time after her successor, Malcolm Turner, uh, stepped away. Mm-hmm. So now she is. So congratulations to her. Uh, let's stay with women for a quick second. WNBA news. The Atlanta Dream made a trade where they sent Brittany Sykes over to the Las Vegas, no, Los Angeles Sparks. They sent her and Maria Gulch uh, over there for second-year center Kalani Brown. So they're adding size here in Atlanta to the Dream Team. I still think they need a shooter. That's been one of the things that has plagued Atlanta for the last couple of years is not having just a pure shooter. They got scores. Well, we'll see so what they, they do because Angel McCarty's gone. She is. She is a free agent, and she decided to go to the Las Vegas Aces. So now they have what her, Plum, Aja Wilson, and somebody else. I know they said they have four uh, people on the team who were all taking number one overall. I can't remember who the fourth one on the team. So Las Vegas Aces are adding to their depth and experience. And I think Angel might be that person that gets them over the top. If she can be there. right there. If she can be there. She'll be there. Now I'm talking about health-wise. Oh, health-wise. That was my knock. Just, you know, unfortunately here, timing, her getting hurt, she's been, will be gone for long periods of time these last two to three seasons and whatnot. But I think they counted on her a little bit more here. I think between Audrey Wilson and Kelsey Plummer, their core is solid. Like, she is literally coming over to be the veteran. To be the veteran to guidance. say, "Hey, this is what you do. This is how you draw that call. Mm-hmm. This is how you do this." And of course, with um, Bill and Beer as it's coach cool, over yeah. there, I, I would I would be surprised if the Aces were picked um, out the gate to be maybe 
six to one odds to win the. Well, now if they if they if they get picked that now, the pressure of expectations. Yeah, in. it changes. Oh, of course. And I think Atlanta had that after going to the finals two or three years in a row, or two out of three years, and then you know, coming into a year with uh, Coop as the coach, mm-hmm. the expectation was basically championship or bust, and so. Oh, definitely, I agree with that. Uh, NBA news. So the USA basketball team has been named out of the 44 possible players, and surprisingly, Trey Young wasn't on that list, which I don't understand how he doesn't at least get invited to the tryout. I understand from a guard's perspective, you got people like uh, Kyrie, uh, Kyle Lowry, CP3, um, people that... James Harden, Westbrook, you got other guards that people are going to perceive or obviously take before him, but you at least invite him. And I think the backlash is coming from people like Harrison Barnes being invited and JaVale McGee. But But if you look at it like positions. Right. But I say you at least invite him. I get you. He should at least got an invitation. Because... This is international play. He has the Olympic team. We kind of pretty much know who's going to go. And and with Lloyd Peace being one of the assistant coaches, you would think that it definitely, you know, Trey would have. I, I have no problem with him not going. This is the reason why I'm selfish. I don't need them. I don't need them playing over there. I don't need to wear and tear on him. I need him to. I need him to focus on on the, on the Hawks. I don't need the extra wear and tear because I've already been saying I don't agree agree with the NBA guys now going and playing. I, if I'm an owner, I don't want my guys playing. Like I y'all. So need, he y'all. should be the the next tier going or no, not at all. I mean, he he should have been invited. Yeah, he's having a rookie of the year type season. But it was the second year. Well, second year, but you know, but well, he's yeah. averaging. He's a third leading scorer in the. He's uh, having an All Star season. Which he, you know which what I mean? So if, you, if you're an all-star, then you should you be you invited should be to invited, the right. so, I, so, um, but... But I can see why they didn't based off uh, who you, who, who Yeah, who you already brought through. He's going to be on a lower tier or whatnot. So if somebody decides to fall off or someone unfortunately gets hurt or whatever, yeah, he'll, he'll probably get that phone call. I'm looking at it from an owner's position. <laughs> I know they can't out come out publicly and say, say I don't want my guys playing go. for the team because it's not going to look oh, yeah. patriotic Here's and all that kind of oh, stuff. But that. in my heart and heart, I don't want my Here superstar guy out <laughs> there playing any extra more minutes than he don't need to be playing. Is he going to play before Steph Curry? No. Damian Lillard? No. Russell Westbrook? No. James Harden? No. So that's why he did I mean, I get it. I, I, I'm just trying to help people understand yeah. – why he didn't? Yeah, he didn't get slighted. He got slighted, but by, by not getting the call, and I, I can understand that. Right, but, but it's based off of his position, not yeah. his talent Tal- and yeah, where yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. There's, there's too many other guards out there that are right. going to get that call for you go. And like I said, from my own, I'm like, thank you. I'll deal with that next year. <laughs> I need you to be focused over here. On uh, matter of fact, I don't even want Pierce over there. I need you focused on this team back here with <laughs> only 15 wins. Well, and, and, and I know some of that is you lost, you know, Collins, Collins for 25, 25 games, games, some injuries too, i.e. Uh, um, uh, Herder was out for some time. I'm talking about the point guard. We talking oh, about who they Trey got the call. Trey Young sprained ankle and, and ankle, whatever. So um, you didn't have um, Cam Reddish for like a week and a half now because of concussion. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, you you haven't had your you full pick of cards to, exactly. to play with. But now with roughly thirty games to go, we'll mm-hmm. see. Now they're only thing, seven and a half days say, out they, they of still, an AC. I was just talking mathematically. I, I last night, mathematically, last night I looked, still in it. I looked. I was like, let me see. Let me let really look to see what's going on with the conferences. See where everybody stands at. One, I was surprised about how many teams in the in the East are below five hundred. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we were talking all the praise about the East coming back and the East making a run and. And and they are actually worse now than they were three years ago, as far it's as record wise. It's, it's horrible. It's and so then that being bad, then I started looking, and I'm like, the Hawks literally are only, I, I said ten, and a half out. but they seven and a half out from the AC. From the AC, correct. Yeah, and by what I was looking at, they have the easier schedule. The second half of the season. So I don't need you. I don't need you focused on Houston. I need you focused right now. Give me extra three, four games of playoff <laughs> money. That's what. <laughs> so the next thirty games, if they literally go twenty and ten, twenty and ten, they get in. Yeah, they'll be a six seed. <laughs> I won't go not, that not, far. Just six, seven, and eight seed are all below five hundred. True. No, seven and eight. Oh, Indiana six right now at thirty-one and twenty-two. So seven okay, and eight okay. is Brooklyn and um, I thought the six, I thought the sixty was hovering around. No, Orlando right now is twenty two and thirty one, and they're the eighth seed. What seven seed? So I, I didn't pull. That's them. Brooklyn twenty three and twenty eight. And so they won't catch them. Okay. So it's about the. My bad, seed. I didn't count far enough. Up. I was like, the six seed is even below five hundred. Okay, okay, okay. So the eighth they, seed, they they're not as Orlando. bad. They're not as bad. The six seed was below. I'd be like, this is a historically horrible over here in the in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> but. Um, but no, they actually could put it together. And I, I love what Travis Slank did this past week. You went and got defense. You got a rim protector. And yeah. it showed up last night in your double overtime win mm-hmm. against the New York Knicks, Knicks with um, Deadman coming back. Mm-hmm. Five blocks, which led the NBA yesterday. Well, now I so think, I think you got, now, now you put Collins in the everybody position. in their national position yes. with the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always and I always thought even last year when the Collins had to play at the five, like he's an under he's he's getting beat up. Yeah. Like he ain't he's not you can't put more more muscle over no more bulk on him. I mean, he is who and he it's is. not like Deadman is a bulky guy, but he knows how to play yeah. that position though. Yeah. And you saw it and he played a lot of minutes too, mm-hmm. because even after the game he mentioned that Coach only took out like a couple of plays. Everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah. And I think Teague is getting comfortable in his role mm-hmm. too. So now yeah. you got a solid backup point guard, which you needed. Yeah. You got your rim protector in um Deadman. Mm-hmm. And you got Clint Capella still, still coming. Still coming. So, yeah, I say you still got Capella coming. <laughs> right. Who can run the could run that pick and roll? So now, of course, Capella was starting, then then be coming off the bench. bench. Which, so now you solidified your, your your bench. Now you got a, a backup right. point and guard. And you still got you your got picks. Back, yeah, still got your picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have two first rounders, and you still fifty million under the cap. Yeah. Hey, listen. I it, want them to go out and get a. I think uh, Bradley Beal resigned, but I wanted Bradley Beal here, that second player opposite Trey, to just a score a score. Um, Give me the ball, I get it. Maybe a DeRozan, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But that's all they're missing. You now. turn into uh, Atlanta Raptors. Hey, Raptors on a 14 game winning no, streak. No, no, I'm talking about just you know, like not just current Raptors, but we can talk about All Star in a minute. Yeah, I, I listen. Coach of the year is up in the up, oh, up it in ain't the even close. Up in the TL. I, 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 I like what Bud is doing. Obviously, the best record in all the NBA. I don't care, but but you lose. nobody said. 
The Raptors are going to be the second people, best most team. Most people thought I had them as a seven seed. I had them eight. Maybe not even getting in. I figured the East would be somewhat tough, but I figured they would still get in. Would that too? I figured they would get in, but again, I did not yeah, see no 14 half. game and being a two seed. Yeah. Third, fourth best record in the league. Hey, Pass I, off the nurse for that. Yeah, yeah, he the coach of the year. <laughs> I don't care what it Bud ain't even do. Close. I don't care what Bud do in Milwaukee. He got a superstar. <laughs> Toronto ain't got a superstar. You got a, you got a solid team. Team, you ain't no superstar. I mean, Siakam is an all star, but he's not a, a superstar. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, nobody's a superstar in Toronto. Kyle Lowry's an all star, and he barely that some season in his past. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he been an all star by default. Cause he's like, I need a guard, and we just throw throw Kyle in there. Right. Um, I like what the Clippers did. Go and get Morris from the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. ensures that bench yeah. gives them another shooter. Lakers ain't made a Lakers championship. <laughs> I mean, well, Le- because they didn't get Morris. Le- oh, so well, by, let, let me not say Clippers, that LeBron's gonna have to play out of his mind. Is, and I don't think that helps with that kind. This kind of team. This kind of team. The ball needs to be moved he around. He have the to score. 30, 15, I think the, and 11. I think, I think the more LeBron scores with this team, the worse they are off. It, it has to go through AD like he said at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but I, I just – I Because AD is a mismatch for anybody, anybody on yeah. any night. Yeah. But now, if you're the Clippers, you can throw Kawhi at him. You can throw Morris at him. You can, can throw, throw Montreal at him. Yeah, I can throw you three can throw guys Pat at Bell him. at yeah. certain points just to irritate him. What's it, 6-6-6? Six, six, six. I can throw 25, 24, 20 five. minutes apiece. 24, 5. Like, that too. You you, you all your files, homie. And nothing to the bench. No, you and you left out. Uh, you, you, you did say George. Montreal. No, you did say George. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, PG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. All of that toughness. It's going to wear. It's going to wear and it's wear. Wearing, it's going to wear. Especially in a potential seven game series. Yeah. It, it's going to be so harder to deal with. <sighs> the Lakers didn't make any moves, well, which wasn't good. At the end of the day, and we said this, I always had the Clippers better than the Lakers. Regardless of anything that happened, is because I got Doc better than Vogel. Fake Vogel. And so now you done gave Doc more pieces to come up with a defensive scheme to slow one of the two down. And who you still got and who, and, still got scores yeah, out of them too. Yeah, but who do you want to slow down? I'd rather slow LeBron down and let AD do what he want to do because AD in his career hasn't shown me to be a closer. Right. Like he when he was the man in New Orleans, he didn't close nothing. So. If you're gonna choose, let him score. If you're gonna choose who I'm gonna who I'm gonna let yeah, beat me. Yeah, you don't me. want LeBron to get going because he's more dangerous when he has those triple doubles. And he can facilitate, yeah. facilitate and get everybody else yeah. involved. So now I'm gonna come up with a game plan to not not to take LeBron out of the equation as much as I can. Right. I don't want him facilitating. Yeah. And getting so and I got touches. now four or five guys that I can run at him. No, oh, yeah, and they still don't have shooters yeah. outside of Danny Green. That's yeah. it. They got scorers, but I got a, no but I, shooters. But I got enough defense now, even when I can focus on LeBron with three guys, I can put two guys on green to hold, make sure the perimeter's not. That's, what yeah, gonna, yeah, that's yeah. the reason why I'm saying at the end of the day, what's my poison? I'd rather let AD get twos all day. He can get two. He can have, he can have 51. 51 and seven. Y'all let still lose by 15. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Uh, now, they could possibly go after Deion Waiters, uh, who got cut by the Miami Heat because he's part of clutch sports. Yeah. So we but know how... I, you know, how volatile is Dion though? Granted, you will have devil, any, you know the you, devil you don't know. You only have four, you only have four <laughs> sample size, you know, to get you you gotta take him for the playoff push and then let him go if you can make it or not, but I don't know how he would fit in. I don't know. That's a, yeah. I'm kinda surprised 
a little bit that the Golden State Warriors got Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, it's Harrison Barnes. Yeah, it's the same. Harrison Barnes too. He's a better. He's better Harrison Barnes. Wiggins is. Yes, but the Timberwolves wanted D'Lo so bad. That's good. Let me have it. No I problem. know, but you basically, I think you could have waited and got See more. That. I, I get That's you. the only thing. When you know somebody wants, they had the upper you, hand you know what in they the negotiations. They're going to get this lottery ball. <laughs> you know what they're going to get? They're going to spend some more money if they can on getting somebody to come there as far as a free agent. You know what I mean? It's a destination. So we've won championships before. The players have obviously shown that they can go out and uh, and negotiate on their own for who they want what to come, who they want to come in. So I feel so. Cat, they, I know why they did it. They want to keep Cat happy, Minnesota, because yeah. him and D'Lo are close. close. Yeah. So that keeps Cat there because they were trying to trade for him. A yeah. lot of teams were interested in trading him, and Minnesota was like, "Nah, we'll, well, who are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. We don't really want to trade him, but if you offer us a great deal, we might I mean, consider." We'll yeah. So that keeps Cat happy and keeps him there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Golden State, their former player Iggy is now with the Miami Heat, which two they play tonight. For two years. Uh, I, I don't see it. I mean, again, I was mentioning this early in the broadcast. When a player is in his 16th year and he's much older, you can't expect, we're talking about David Price mm -hmm. going to the Dodgers. I'm not looking at Miami like they're now the favorites to win the East. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't do that. I, I, think. I don't know about getting rid of Winslow unless there was something behind the scenes. I don't know. But Winslow was averaging 13, 6, and 6. So to make this better, Iggy needs to average 14, 7, and 7. I think the, I think, Otherwise, I think the it's problem, still the same. I think the problem with Winslow was Winslow and Jimmy Butler the same player. Mm. And, I don't th and I'm, I'm not saying they had any problems. I'm just saying they're just the exact same player. Jimmy Butler's a better version of, of Winslow. Winslow. And so now you need to bring somebody in who can give you much more length at the, at the, at the wing position, who has championship pedigree. Right. You know, so... But I, I think for this year, you're going to ride out as far as you can go this year. And I think the pieces you add for next year with this move, to me, it's, it's, a, next year, it's a next year move. Next year but move. I think at the end of the day, Winslow and, and Jimmy Buckers are the exact same but player. But I love uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies, though. Like, oh, yeah. if he don't want to be oh, here, listen, let listen, him go. Let him go. And I love play the competition from the young guys. And we want to play you. Matter of hey, fact, play him, play him right. Train him in the West so I can see him in two weeks. Not, they we probably, always talk they about probably these, mad. They probably mad he went to the East. Like during the angle, right. see him. We always we always talk about these young guys don't act like they want it. Yeah. They don't like the competition. So when they do be like, yeah. good. Send them. Send them. And we want to we'll play, play him. them. Yeah. I'm all for yeah, it. You no, can't have it I'm both all, ways. I'm all media. for the smoke, baby. Right, all right. I'm all for the flame. <laughs> and you're an AC too. I like Memphis. I like I, 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 I like I like I just like like we say I like what they bring to the table. Yeah, I like I like Morant. I like, I like Morant. And he wasn't being disrespectful. No, either. he called him no name. He just right, said he rid of him. You don't want to be here? Go. Go. Bye, Felicia. But we want to see you. And we still want to see you. Right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sixers didn't do anything. I mean, they got Alec Burke, but this, this is the six, you, hear, you, you hear from me first. This is the Sixers last year is being put together as they are. Oh, so they going to they going to Somebody got to go either Embiid or Simmons. Embiid. Because he's the one that's less healthy. That too. But the game is now not catered to a big man anymore. Right. He needs the game he to be slowed down. He's shooting six threes a game. Because he has to to be involved. <sighs> Before we get out of here, thoughts on the XFL real quick. Didn't watch the Nam again. Love the interviews immediately after something well, I mean, happens. I, I see. I like, oh, that's gonna I be see, great. I see, I seen highlights or whatever, whatever. But I honestly, didn't I love watch. the one, two, three point conversions you can do. I think that will probably be um, 
some of that might be implemented. I love the kickoff. I think that that might be the first thing they implement in the NFL. Where you kick off and both teams are like one is at the 30, one is at the 25, facing each other, cuts down on concussions and running into play. I think and you have to return it. I think here's what they need to do. And I, and I, I'll probably watch the games next weekend. I didn't watch any games. You should. Your I, um, Redskins team actually won. You know what? That is why I ain't watch it. Because I got to start taking. You got to start taking DC ticking, Defenders, baby. I got to start taking XFL <laughs> and hang my hat on that. I'm good, homie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the one thing that the uh, league needs to do is, and I'll start watching to see, especially at the wide receivers at certain positions, if those guys can then get translated to the NFL, I think so. I think people will start watching. You know, start watching them so. more because they had a decent crowd too the first time. Other than in New York, now I yeah, did say yeah, nobody did, showed right. up at MetLife, but it was still some good game. Aaron Murray, we found out, still ain't no good. How <laughs> 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 you get benched in the XFL, man? That's just... But no, and the re- uh, the reviews, having the camera in there where you actually hear them saying, "Well, it looks like the ball was spot. We're gonna overturn this." Because the ball did come out, and it looks like it's at the 36-yard line. Those type if of things, If they can make I it more of a, I mean, granted. It's uh, entertainment. Yeah, but make it more of a more entertainment G League where people, if they're not in tune with the rules of the NFL, to now learn it here so that when they start watching the NFL, they'll be more acute to what's going on and can follow players. And you get paid. Yeah. Don't let them start getting paid fairly decent money. Um, after my freshman year at South Carolina, I'm going to the XFL. Yeah, yeah. Hey, follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.